What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Twisted Youngins, the most unorthodox show on the globe. We hope everyone is having a blessed day, staying out the way. We hope peace and blessings, nothing but to you and your family. Um, And I'm one of your hosts, Myra B. King. And this is Desi Dez. It's your boy Mojo in the building. We have a special guest with us today, sir. Let the people know who you are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Scooty Wop, um, a.k.a. Lil Skull, a.k.a. Um, your your youth member's favorite rapper. I don't know what to call it, but um, <laughs> it's best to be here. Thankful to be with the family. Absolutely, right. brother. Appreciate we appreciate you. you coming on today, man. How did you start your journey? Cause it's a, it's a, it looks like it's a very decorated journey. So how did you even get started in this? Yeah, where, um, are, you from? where are you from? Uh, South Carolina. I was born in North Carolina, um, in Jacksonville, military base. Then I moved to South Carolina. So I'm a Carolina kid all the way around. Okay. okay. You're a military baby. Yeah. Marines. Okay. Oh. There we go. There we go. Now did you all, did you start off, um, doing Christian music? Um, I, I started off like in church, you know, my mom would, uh, would make me sing in the choir and stuff like that. I did. I really didn't like it. Um, but you know, that was the humble beginnings. You know, my grandfather, uh, was a part of a gospel quartet. Uh, my father, he made, um, gospel music. He played the drums. My uncle, he was in a gospel group. So it was Rudy. It was just a matter of when I was going to really tap into it for myself. So it started off in church singing. You know, I knew the girls like whenever the dudes were singing, so I would put on the robe and everything and, and sing like that. But I didn't take it serious until like um, 19 years old. So growing up uh, in school, did you play any sports? Yeah, I played um, football. Um, I played football in middle school and high school. Um, played running back, right guard, D-tackle. Um, I played basketball. Um, three years out of high school, all my uh, middle school years. Um, I did track and field. So I did like high jump, shot put, discus. Um, I wrestled. High jump. Wait a minute. High jump? Yeah, I did high jump in middle school. How much you weigh? Um, in middle school, I was uh, I was like one, maybe like 125, 130. Oh, okay. So that's, that's crazy in itself because when I got to high school, to play football, it was like you very undersized. Like we need you to to get beefier because you're not gonna get taller. I'm five four. Okay. So from like sophomore year to junior year, I went from like one sixty mm. to two forty. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's when I stopped high jumping. But okay, because I was so looking at you, I'm like, man, don't look like you. I'm like, yeah, I'm like high jumping. <laughs> if you was high jumping, how did you make it to tackle? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so you were born into the faith. Um, you were born in the church. Yeah, I, I was born in the church, um, but I didn't really gain like an understanding of who God was until I was late 19, early 20. Because, you know, your parents, well, it was really my mom because my dad was a pastor. And when they split, they split was out when I was in fifth grade. I was staying in Virginia. I was a military brat, so I moved a lot. Mm. Um and she, I ended up just going with her and my sister. We moved to South Carolina from Virginia. And uh, I'm like 12, 13. I'm like, you know what? I got a little bit more freedom. Like, my mom is a little bit more lenient. But now I'm realizing because of that whole dynamic of being with the person in covenant, and then now you have to basically start your life over. So she did what she could. But I, I left the face for like 
six, seven years, and then I came back around to it. And like, in what way? Like, what you used to you start hanging with the guys, smoking and drinking, and going to clubs and stuff. Like, what you mean? Yeah, I, I um I started gangbang when I was in sixth grade. So as soon as I moved, the summer that I moved to South Carolina, um, I linked up with my older brother, um, and I remember I would always see we'll go to the basketball court stuff like that, um. And I'm like, damn, bro, all y'all, y'all so cool. Y'all got your handshakes. You know, everybody wearing the same color. You just cool. And he was like, yeah, that's the game for real. And he already knew I was like looking for that that family because it was just me and my little sister. So I ended up getting put down when I was fifth grade going to sixth grade. So uh, I was gang banging. I started trapping like seventh grade, um, seventh grade all the way up to high school. I didn't start clubbing for real, for real till I was like 18. Um, Cause you couldn't really get in at 17, 16. So I started clubbing at 18. Um, but yeah, I, I was just doing everything that I possibly could. You know what I'm saying? With different females every other week and never really working a job or working a job that looked like everything was legal, you know? So uh, yeah, that seven year stint was anything I can get my hands into. During now, that, I, one, one more. During that time, what music was you listening to? Like, did, did music have an influence on your life, like, outside of what you was, you know, your brother in the game? Like, were you, you know? Um, so the music did play a huge role because my brother also, and I love him, my brother, he also put me on to a lot of the music that I was listening to. When I left Virginia, I was going to a private school at elementary. So we get, we get over to South Carolina, and my mom was like, you know, I don't want you listening to, the, the any secular music and I'm young. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. All I listen to is uh like Ty Tribute on Saturdays whenever you play him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh Kurt Frankie for a hammock. So I I link up my older brother. He put me on a Drake. He was like, yo, you you want to get the girls, you need to listen to listen to him right here. Listen to Drake. And he was like, oh if if you with the game, you're gonna listen to uh Chief Keith. You're gonna listen to a lot of like drill music. Um even before then, I was listening to some 50 Cent. I listened to a lot of Gucci Man, um, like 1017, Brit Squad, mm. Walker. Um, yeah, that, that was like my man rotation. Chief Keith, Walker, Gucci. Oh, Chief Keith? Yeah. <laughs> so you was in it for real. <laughs> in it for real, for real. <laughs> okay. I mean, during your time with the gang outside of trapping, did you ever have to put in any work to represent the gang? Yeah. Yeah. That was... uh. And it really didn't take full effect till I was a little bit older. Like, I'm, like, 16, 15, 16 years old. Mm. Um, and you start to realize, like, people really do lose their lives over this. Mm. So now it's like I'm going to parties, and it's like, whatever, bro, tell me. I got to do it. So you're like, man, like, you need to go hit him. Like, right now, I'm like, okay. At first, it was all cool. I'm like, hey, you know, we're wearing the same colors. Like, I got people just behind me, stuff like that. And then... um. It got real when uh, one of my, my homies died, and I was like, dang, people getting shot. It was like, all right, bet you need to get a gun. So, and I remember when I told my mom, I was like, yeah, like, I had a gun from, uh like, eighth grade all the way through senior year, and I used to take it to school. You know what I'm saying? And my school wasn't even that bad, because where we stayed at was low income in a city called Yemsey, 45 minutes away from where uh I went to school on Hillhead Island. Mm. So... My mom was doing her thing. She did the best she could. We stayed by the church, um, which was like five minutes. But every day I had to drive 45 minutes. So it's like I'm checking in over here. 
with my older brother, and I'm going 45 minutes down to a school that wasn't really, like, into the gang stuff. So when I showed up, I started wearing colors and stuff like that. Um, and people was catching on, and I met somebody else that worked with Sodexo. The people that fixed the food, mm. like, I could tell by the, literally by the way that he was standing. He was standing like this. And I knew that he was a part, so I, I walked over, you know, and I chopped it up with him. And then you just you just started seeing more people coming in. You started seeing Bloods coming in, Crips was coming in, different counties and stuff like that. Everybody hodgepodge and together. So yeah, I, it was interesting. Oh, so what was that spiritual event or the spiritual awakening uh, that led you to, led you back to the faith at nineteen years old? Um, it was it was September September eighth. Um. I was 18 years old. That's the day before my little sister's birthday. Her birthday is September 9th. Um, and uh, what happened was I was chilling with my homeboys on the beach. I had a girl with me, two of my homeboys. Uh, we took a couple of Zan, stuff like that. You know, she wanted to have a good time. I wanted to kick back. But she stayed like 30 minutes um, in the opposite direction, in a different city. So... I'm, I'm taking the Xans, everything like that. And Xanax, if people haven't taken it, like, it really puts you in a state of, like, you don't remember what happens the next day. It calms you down. You know, everything is a little bit slower. So we we finished kicking it. I told my homeboys, all right, I'm about to take her home. I'm going to drive 30 minutes down the road and drive 30 minutes back. So I get 30 minutes down the road, stuff started kicking a little bit. I'm still behind the wheel, though. The only reason I'm up is because she's talking. I'm not responding. But she's talking, so I'm like, all right, bet. Ooh. I get to her crib, and, like, I'm kind of just sitting on a wheel. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to doze off. She's like, oh, you can just stay here. And me off the Xanax, I'm like, all right, bet. Nah, because what if somebody set me up or something like that? And I've known this girl since we was kids. You know what I'm saying? So she would never do nothing like that. Her mom was like, yeah, you can stay. Her dad was like, you can stay at the house because they knew what was going on. And, um. I was like, nah, I'm sure I'm gonna just go to the house. You know what I'm saying? I told them something completely different. Like, I'm about to just go five minutes on the street. Um, so I'm driving on the way back to my house mm. and I fell asleep behind the wheel. I'm like 10 minutes from my crib. I'm like, dang, I'm about to make it. I see the lights, I'm straight. And I just remember dozing off. Um, I hear the car run over a bunch of stuff. I go through some poles, crack the windshield, and I woke up. I was like, oh snap. Like I just I just wrecked my mama's car. This is crazy. So uh, I ended up calling her, like my hand shaking. I'm like, yeah, I just wrecked the whip. I told her I was just tired. But when she got me to the house, she can look at my eyes and tell, like, no, you're under the influence of something. Mm -hmm. And her discernment was so strong. So uh, she was like, I just want you to dedicate one year of your life to Christ. Just one year. That's all I'm asking you. You know, and uh, I ended up going to a, a Christian college at 19. Um, and that's why I devoted my life. Yeah, that car crash, the the night before my sister's birthday, you know, that, that woke me up. What was the understanding that you gained? Um, because you mentioned earlier that you didn't really understand, like, who God was until, like, 19. So what was the understanding that you gained? Um, It, it came from a place of, like, I needed to read. So when, when I was going to church, I would hear a lot of different scriptures without context. Um, which, you know, the word is still being preached, mm. but it's it's almost like if I give, if I give you a thousand dollars and tell you to just give out 
you know, 100, 200, all ones, it's going to be a lot easier to give that versus if you worked for it and then like, okay, like I know what all went into this. Like I'm appreciating more. Um, so it was just uh, like why uh, God sent this son to die for me, not just, oh, he died on the cross, you know, through the letter he rose again, that's love. It was like, why is it that that had to happen? What were the events that happened before in the Bible that we're seeing now again? Um, so just going through and like reading different scriptures, uh, reading up on David, um, reading up on like everything in Genesis, Leviticus, stuff like that. So the, the biggest thing was I needed to understand who God was to me. Like, why is he my Lord and Savior? I don't want to just say it and it'd be a blanket statement. Um, it's like, what are the things that you have done? What is going to give me that reverence, you know, um, for you? So. No, understandable. Now, everything that you spoke about up until 19, you said your father was a pastor, correct? Mm -hmm. Did you contact? Did you ever have contact with your father? Because you never really mentioned any contact between those time of the years when you were gangbang. Yeah, we, we didn't really have contact because him and my mother were were going back and forth. Uh, whether it could be, you know, see, uh, CS little child support stuff. Mm. Um, he stayed in a different state than we did. Um, but then he stayed in the same state we did. So it was like, I would never know where he was. We did visitation one summer for like, I think it was, uh, I think it was like three or four weeks. Um, and that was, like eighth grade, you know, I'm about to go into high school. We did visitation and it was like an underlying tension. Like, uh, yeah, we haven't really talked, but you know, I'm here. So I just knew I had to be the man of the house for my, my mother and my sister. Um, you know, he always had the same number, but it was just, I didn't have forgiveness in my heart. So I wasn't going to reach out. And, um, he was so busy. He wasn't reaching out. So that's just how that went. Mm. Mm. Sorry, so how did you come up, um, with with your style of music, like with being um, a Christian artist, um, I know sometimes artists may have um, trouble with coming up a style that that fits them and trying to incorporate the word of God into it in their own way. How did you come up with yours? Um, really, just listening. Like I uh I look up to uh Ray Charles. So when I don't know if y'all saw the movie Ray, yeah. Um, anybody watch you seen the movie Ray? And it was that scene where uh, he, he was supposed to be doing the, the background vocals, have the girls doing the background vocals for the I Believe in joint. Um, but they weren't there and it wasn't working, so he did it himself. Mm. Um, and he was just a, a chameleon in a sense. Like anything he listened to, he can emulate that style and kind of like put a twist on it. Mm -hmm. um, so my style came from listening to a lot of different playlists, uh, the gospel runs and stuff like that with Dietrich Haddon, Tone, mm. um, the cadences from the Migos, mm. uh, the production sound from the baby Jetson, you know, the heavy 808. Um, so it was really just buying my studio equipment and trying new stuff until it worked. You feel what, me? What are the difficulties of trying to navigate in the music industry? Because obviously we know that's usually left for the devil's projects, you know, so that's usually his playground. How hard is it to try to incorporate the word, like Myra said, in his industry and trying to come up with your own sense of things that you do? Um, I I felt like, and, and this is crazy, but I felt like it was harder in the Christian space. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 
I'm rapping about the Lord, but I got industry sound and beats. You know what I'm saying? And the industry's loving it. It was like, man, like you talking about Christ, like you know we 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 know about God and like we we respect you because it was still like a sound sonically. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, it's like the the Christian side was, nah, you sound too much like the world. We know that you're talking about Christ, but the beat might be pulling away from people hearing the message. Um, so in the industry, I'm very upfront. Like, you know, when I get calls from different labels and stuff, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, so I do Christian, I do Christian rap. Um, I make like gospel music. Um, I'm not going to shy away from talking about the Lord. Um, but I promise you, you're going to like the way that it sounds like you're, you're going to feel like a conviction. Um, but it's also like, okay, like he understands where it is. A lot of other people come from that's on the outside looking in. How often do you uh, read read the Bible? Every morning. So I, I go to, um, and, and I just started this. I started over in my Bible um, last month. So like I started in Genesis. Um, I have like the, the physical copy over here on my desk. And then of course I got you version on my phone. Um, but before it wasn't like that. It was like, you know, once a week, I'll, I'll read my word. I'll listen to a podcast and it was like, all right, cool. Um, and with that, it's like a, a convenience thing, you know, how are you willing to inconvenience yourself to get what it is that you need, like to be fed? Cause I treated the word like it was a chore. Like I got to do this to show my love for Christ and always be obedience to the word. So how can I be obedient if I read it? So, you know, I'm on it every, every day now. Are you married? No, not yet. You know, I'm still, I'm still taking my time. I'm 24. So. I know it's gonna happen. Are you so you ain't you out here fornicating or what? Right now? Yeah. No. Nah. So you ain't nah, got no, nah. no no gal on the side as you I'm a celebrity a little bit now. you know, I can just look, you know, hit it a little bit. Nah, when when I first started, um when I first started like 20 years old, and, and the guys know uh, I talk about it in my music, I was like, man, it the, it got to me, and I wasn't even at the place where I was now. You know what I'm saying? I had like 3,000 monthly listeners and I'm like, okay, all right, you know, I make music, I'll hit up, you know, people go, oh, I know you think you, uh, yeah, 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 so we got a little spot over here, you know, we want to kick it. Early days, it was going crazy, it was going crazy, Um, but then something happened, I'm in my last relationship that really made me, like, pull back from all of that, and it's like, I never want anybody else to feel what I felt in that moment, so... Now I'm cooling now. I'm with the guys. We got four so people you, in the you, house. You staying celibate? That's what you saying? You yeah. hold? Okay. Oh, now it's tough. It's tough. Right? Yeah, I know. Cause the devil, he say he gonna send whatever you like. He gonna send it to you. Say you rocking big chain. You got the shit. Yeah, sir. You no, know, I'm sure the ladies be on your top now. The they DMs willing to do it. Yeah, use that discernment, bro. Like even even at the mall yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'm with the guys, and we all sit at the table. And the girls walk up, oh, I know y'all from TikTok. Yo, let's get a picture. And we like, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's different. And then you can tell by the way that somebody look at you, they're like, yeah, you know, tap in with me. Oh, I really can't do that. But, you know, it's a test every day. Oh, yeah. Do you do you curse? Nah. Unless the N-word counts as a cuss word, then I, I guess so. But uh, I, I don't look at it like that because mm-hmm. I mean we are Negroes. Yeah, you know, right? It isn't. It ain't nothing but a derivative. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. so 
Uh, Bible said we'd be a byweight anyway. So, so who are uh, you know our ethnicity in the in the Bible? Our ethnicity, yeah, yeah. like the uh, talking about like Hebrew Israelites. Not necessarily talking about them, but just for as our race, you know, Hebrews, like you just said. So you, I'm you just, or what you just now found I'm, that. How long have you knew that? I just now found that. So, uh, I have a friend. Um, I just met down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, where she was kind of like breaking down all the origins. And that was another reason why I wanted to start over because I read the Bible from a standpoint of I need to get saved. What are the main verses that I need, uh, you know, to have that I can cling on to? Um, and then once I actually, you know, gave my life to Christ, then now I'm like, all right, I have specific things I want to find out. Like I really want to learn the law of the Bible. I want to learn the origins, the geographical regions, um what these what these words in these cities mean um in Hebrew and um how we can make those connections. So yeah. that's the journey I'm on now. Amen. Absolutely. What, what kind of uh passage do you like or do you listen to? Um I listen to I listen to my boy Mike Todd. Um and he's he's one of the ones that have actually like reached out and you know like developed a relationship. Like he's actually like tapped in um Craig Rochelle um I like Charles Metcalf uh oh what's my boy's name he was at victory too Robert Madu Robert Madu um yeah so those are those are heavy in my rotation of course I got my pastor out here at Calvary Church um uh, Pastor Brian so so you do attend church still correct yep okay do you, have you uh, heard of Stephen Darby? Mm-mm. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, we got to send you a link to him, man. Uh, to me, he's one of the greatest pastors that ever lived, you know, uh, just just off of watching his videos. And he'll really open your eyes up to who we are and how all this came about. And, you know, I just learned a lot from him. So uh, I'm most definitely, like Dave can protest to this along yeah. with my sister. Uh, We're we going to send you a link uh, to his stuff, man, to check him out. Yeah, top three. I'm always trying to learn. Always trying to learn. Amen. Um, what what do you think about uh gospel and Christian music today of how it's uh, portrayed in the industry? Like, for example, like Kirk Franklin, you know, got artists of like that nature. Like, what do you think about them? What's your opinion? Um it's it's kind of tough right now, um, when it comes to like gospel and Christian hip hop, you know, it's it's like we both know that we're not super represented in the industry as a whole, but it's still like a stepping on toes, you know, like they had, it was a whole incident. Um, I think happened at, um, was it the stellar awards, um, with, um, Ernest Pugh. And he said something about how Christian hip hop basically turned into, it turned like the space into a regular industry thing. It's not really ministry. And I don't agree with that. Um, because I met a lot of people in person um, to where it's like I get to see the heart behind why they're doing what they're doing. So, you know, it's good that both sides are are starting to elevate, but I do feel like it needs to be more oh. unity across the board. So what do you yeah. think about what do you think about Lecrae? I, I rock Lecrae. So he's another one that I have a, a personal relationship with. Um, and I, I thank God that I can see it past you know, the post, 
you know what I'm saying? Because I grew up listening to Craig. Um, so when I was, I like, think was something that, that he said in an interview that um, I, I get because I feel like you know, you know, if you have the word of God, you ha- you, you can't be afraid to uh, say what the word is, correct? Right? And mm-hmm. I think there was an interview where he was saying um, they were asking him. And I, they were asking him about like the LGBT community or his his thoughts on that. And uh, I don't know if he said something to the effect of, uh, oh, I don't know. Or I, I don't know. I, I, I guess in a sense, um, when I speak on people like um, Lecrae, who's a great artist, and even Kirk Franklin, things of that nature. I just feel like when you have the word of God, when God has really convicted you and you are really a, and you are you are a true follower of Jesus Christ, you can't hide his light. You know, in the Bible, it says a lamp is not meant to be put under the bed or put in the basket, you know, sit, sit it on your dresser and you hold it with you. You know what I mean? You take it with you. You know, that's and I just feel like with people, especially if you're in that lane of uh, gospel or Christian music, um, you, you have to walk it like you talk it. Um, but that's it. I was just asking uh, your opinion on that. I- no, absolutely. Can I add to that? Because what she says, what she says, she's absolutely right. The way that you were talking about earlier, how people look at Christian rap. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's how I looked at it. And that's, yeah. I mean, I looked at a lot. I'm listening to it and I'm like, y'all are using worldly beats to spread the message. Now, that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I also don't see the condemnation and nothing that they're doing for us. Like when they do interviews and things like that, they won't condemn certain things. And you can't hide. Like she said, you can't hide the word. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus said you got to be crucified with. Him. So you're going to have to get crucified and you got to give up some things. He said, yeah, he said yeah. people are not going to like you because of me. Thank Go you. Ahead, Dave. No, no, absolutely yeah. right. People are not going to like you because of him. So I look at a lot of Christian rappers and not just Christian rappers themselves, a lot of gospel singers, a lot of people in that space. And I see the success that they've garnered from it, whether it be from God or Lucifer himself. But I also see the fact that they're not willing to give it up for God. Now, you got it based off of God, but you're not willing to give it up for him. And those are things that I paid attention to, especially, like I said, with a lot of the music in that sphere. Do you see a lot of that when you are out and about or when you're over, um, overall looking at the music landscape and the sphere that you're in? Do you see that a lot? Yeah, of course. So it's, and that's that's been a, a part of the reason why Florida in specifics, like even being connected with KB, Mm-hmm. And and all the stuff he's doing with HGA, um, it's a it's a generation that's coming up, but there's also this like hierarchy to where it's like, all right, we need to only push these artists, um, because they already have the sound. But it's so many, it's so many more uh, artists that are portraying God in a light that it's it's very much abrupt and upfront, but it takes a lot of research, and I I don't feel like a lot of people are doing that because even with me, it was like. Okay, I'm making this music. I'm making this music. Like, yeah, bro, but have you heard of this guy? This guy, this guy. I'm like, and, you know, I heard of him, but we have we have the Scooter Walks, the Caleb Gordon, the TJ Carrolls. Um, you have the Kenny Rivers, you have the Alex Jeans. It's a lot of different people. The Lazarus makes music um that's out there, but uh we're still trying to break past a certain mold and we're not changing our sound because of what the secular is doing. Um, but it's just something that we create, you know what I'm saying? We'll integrate, we'll try to integrate gospel music, sample it into our stuff, and we'll try to put it out, and then we'll get a lot of backlash from gospel music. It's like, no, like, you're making, like, this regular beat, try to make it sound like it's for Christ, but it is. You know, at the end of the day, you got to check the heart, have discernment, and it's been a lot of uh, a lot of relationships that had to break off because of that, you know what I'm saying, where it's like, I have my convictions, I have my spiritual convictions, um, God is telling me this, and we're not on one accord, 
Um, it doesn't mean I'm I'm shunning you and it's like, all right, bet we'll never talk again. But when it comes to my house, you might be able to come onto the lawn. And then there's people who can come into the living room and there's people who can come and eat at the table. So it's like you got to sift out who's there for what reason. Um, but your convictions and your uh, discernment is going to tell you everything whenever you meet a person. Okay, so what are you working on currently now? Uh, anything that we can um, do you have going? Any shows, any uh, new music, any new videos? Um, um so as far as shows go, um, I only have one more show, or I have two more shows. Um, one in Atlanta uh, mm -hmm. with the youth group that I used to actually go to the school. The college was based out of the church, so everything came full circle five years later, and um, I'm performing at the uh, the youth conference uh, October 1st, mm. um, and then December 17th, I'll be in Arlington, Texas um, for like a New Year's bash. Um, when it comes to music, um, I'm taking a break. Uh, I stopped in September from dropping anything just so that I could refill up for real. So, you know what I'm saying? Like reading my Bible, that's about to be on 10 from September to January mm. um, and just listening. I'm not even recording myself like Seeing my microphone and knowing that I'm I'm not gonna record something, it's like it, it makes me even more intentional to write something that means something. Um, as far as music videos, we're gonna shoot a no weapon music video, which is gonna be a a lot more focused on highlighting like the creation um that's around us. You know, you, you get to see the birds, you get to see the water, the currents, the waves, the trees, like the way that God has orchestrated all of this stuff. So that's that's pretty much it for this year. The next year we're coming through swinging. Um, okay. Okay. Last uh, before we get out of here, do you celebrate holidays? Uh, I'm trying to think of the last holiday I've celebrated. Are you celebrating Christmas this year? Are you celebrating Halloween? Or you know, we we don't make it a big celebration. I, the main thing for me is I just want to go see my family. You know what I'm saying? So. We'll cook, we'll cook meals, but it's not like we all are are getting together and making a big thing. We've never celebrated Halloween. Um, Christmas, you still celebrate? Do you still celebrate Christmas? Not, not like, not like when I was a child, no. But, it's but the, you still, you still get together on December twenty fifth and and cook a meal and give gifts or whatnot. Uh, not the, not the gifts anymore. We get gifts throughout the whole year. Okay. So when it comes to cooking meals, like I, I'm a family guy. So anytime I can go back to South Carolina, right, like man. I've been there three times in the past two months, it's always going to be a big meal anytime I come through. Mm. Yeah, okay. she's uh, she, what, talking about people turning up yeah. on, the pagan oh, well, you're on pagan holidays, period. Oh, yeah. I mean, but like yeah, you yeah. said, we don't need a holiday to say when you can go see family, when right. you can give a gift or cook a meal, uh, you know, because right. you celebrate it on that day. You you do worship those. You are celebrating that that paganism. Um, and that's something that this year that I'm coming out, you know, last right. year I did. I just got baptized this year and this year I'm trying something different not to celebrate any pagan holidays, but taking in consideration if I want to spend time with my brother or my cousin, I can I don't need a fake Christ birthday to tell me to do that. I can do that tomorrow. I can, you know, um, or some things to that nature. A lot of people really still think that December 25th is Christ's birthday and it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they think that they celebrate that. And you I, know. I got a question. Uh, How much for a verse, bro? How, how much you charging up there? Who uh sixteen or twelve? It's at twelve hundred right now. Okay. And do videos come and with that? Yeah, yeah. Video, 
Just about. I can I can pull up if if people can provide like a spot that I can stay at, I'll pull up and, and shoot the video. Like it, like it's nothing. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a relationship too, because I'm not gonna fake for a music video. Like yeah, like we've been locked in for this at that da 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 da. Like this bread isn't like locking in. Like I bet like we tap in forever. It's like if you believe in my craft, like let's work. Um, you know, and then sometimes I I open up to do collaborations if I really like the record. And mm-hmm. I talk to the person and we build that relationship. They might not even be paying. Like, we're just doing it for the love, you know. Now, do Amen. you receive any backlash? Because you, you're mentioning Florida and, you know, Atlanta, a lot of spiritual wickedness going on in these states and these cities and things like that. Do you ever receive any backlash for you following the Lord and going into these places, doing what you're doing? Nope. Atlanta, Atlanta was, uh, it was more so like within me that I was feeling it. I'm like, all right, it's. It's the East Coast Hollywood. Like, I was putting on all of these different clothes, and I had to go to the store to get, like, the newest designer, um, things of that nature. Like, even when you see, like, glasses and hats, like, this is all child of God. I got this from the mall for, like, a two-for-20 deal for the glasses. Um, I've had these earrings since I was in middle school, and then one chain, which I got from GLD. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I felt like I had to put on this look to be in Atlanta. And that's what I was feeling my spirit. Like, oh, maybe you need to back off from being in this place because you're you're trying to emulate something. Um and I and you know who you are. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Florida, Florida is very receptive to, to what it is that we're doing. Um people hear music, but they'll also sit and let us talk about what it is we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't really get backlash for the places I go. Um, because I tell people up front, like I was a military brat, so I went everywhere. I was in Jamaica, Cuba, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia. Question, bro. Uh, for us, like the PNB rock situation, uh, you you a guy look like you got some jewelry on, you got your nice glasses on. You know, do you ever think about when I go out to some of these areas? You know, a person might try to snatch my chain or try to rob me. Of course, and that's why. Um, I, I I present myself in a way to just like I'm only wearing a, a a sweatshirt, sweatpants, and maybe some Yeezy foam runners. I might have shades on. I don't wear my chains. Okay. If I'm wear my chain out in public, Amen. It'll be like this. You know what I'm saying? If if I know I'm going to an event with friends, I'm like, all right, bet. Like, where's the area at? Like, I scope out everything. Right. Like, if I'm going to Texas, like I'm gonna hit up some people in Texas. But yeah, so. Where should I go? Where shouldn't I go? What's going on? Um, so just getting the lay of the land. But I, I think about that a lot. I even had a dream about it last night. And it's like, it's not worth losing your life. You feel me? If somebody wants it, you got it. Right. For one, I got insurance. So I can just report a loss or whatever mm-hmm. like that and get another one. But other than that, it's it's always on my mind uh, everywhere I go. So I, I toned it down a lot, too. Now, with you, former, with you being a former gang member, when you go back home, did the gang ever try to make you check in or try to get with you about what you're doing nowadays? Um, They, they don't make me check in. If anything, you know, I'll tap in with them myself and be like, hey, y'all, I'm in the city. You know what I'm saying? We might have some studio sessions here or there. We might do a barbecue, something like that. But they respect um what it is I'm doing for the kingdom because a lot of them went to the same churches. You know what I'm saying? So they understand what's going on, but it's them seeing that there's another way 
Right. Besides what we're doing now, that's really inspiring. But even then, I'm like, I can hang out till about 7 p.m. You know what I'm saying? And I got to go home. Once it starts to get dark, I'm like, I'm, I'm telling y'all, y'all should just go to the crib, chill. Because what am I about to do? Go to the crib and chill with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's good, right, man. We'll definitely appreciate Uh, Thank you for sharing your testimony and giving us some time, man. And, uh, We'll appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Keep uh, fighting for the kingdom. Keep putting the gospel out there and keep being being a follower of Jesus Christ. Blessed day, brother. Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Keep us posted on any future endeavors that you got going on, brother. We appreciate you. For sure. Send me that link, too. Absolutely. I'm out about it. Coming at you as soon as we get out of here, man. You have a blessed day. All right. You too. Appreciate you.